Okay, so uh, welcome to episode five of the Darkroom Prophecies. Uh, my name's Ray and Jamie Demonic, and we got some special guests with us this week. We got Danunaki, Planet Earth, <laughs> in the witch's hat, and right here, uh, Chris. Yes. And we got Chris. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about some crazy shit today. Hope you guys are ready for this. Um. So, what were you guys doing last night? <laughs> Should we get into that? These guys, yeah, what they, part, were, they were partying last night, so. Yeah, I got kind of... Whatever you wanted to... Did anything cool happen? Or... Yeah, fuck yeah. I heard you, you, saw a, uh, you saw some gray alien. That was a long time ago, I did, though. Really? In well, the flesh, in this punch. Well, what's up with that? It was almost like... He was showing me that he was lifting weights, but he was actually just turning... Well, hold on. The, the plate. Uh, I, I, I witnessed him behind a weight bench, like a bench press bench. Yeah, so you were working out? When no, I wasn't. I was in. I was just looking out the window. He was in my neighbor's yard. Take us back the to the set. very beginning. So what were you doing? Um, you were just chilling in your room. Just chilling, yeah. Okay, and then you looked out the window. Looked out the window, got freaked out. I was like, motherfucking shit, that's a great alien looking at me. He, he was looking oh, yeah, at you. Time. Eye contact. Eye contact. Damn. And how long did it last? Did he skitter off? Was he scared of you? No, he just stayed there. I'm the one that fucking got freaked out and just stopped looking. And yeah. were you under the influence of any? I wasn't. That kind of sounds like we were just talking about this before we started filming, but um, Chris, you were saying something about uh, temporal, temporal epilepsy or or how a television set uh, what were you saying about that well yeah it's just the whole concept that you know people who think when you take a drugs do not have this experience it's temporal so you know it's a concept that you know, say brains hitting it this whole bad it's static and you're looking at the static it's a face it's a bit so they have that kind of theory that they're like oh not anything spiritual, just temporal moment. Yeah, that I was gonna say. Um, I've heard of something similar, but that's a good analogy with the uh, television set, because I've heard that uh, some people have seizures, and it has to do with communication between like the two hemispheres of the brain, and that you're basically seeing into um, other realities that are also going on and existing simultaneously with the one that we're in. And uh, I guess what you were saying is that a lot of, I guess, academics are saying that those are not legitimate encounters, or they're, yeah, what they, they're seeing yeah, is not legitimate. They believe it's uh, oh, it's temporal lobe interference. It's like you know, you're 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 just no longer picking up like reality, and you're right. like looking at a tree and seeing something that isn't there. Which you know, I don't I don't believe in that at all. I'm sure it works to some extent, but. Because, you know, like, that kind of stuff, you just can look at details. Like, you could just, like, look at static on TV and see the patterns in it or something totally. like that. It magnifies, like, details so much, you know? Yeah, and it's like the people in or that are being filmed on the TV actually exist, but you're seeing them as frequency. So, yeah, the frequency is not a physical flesh and bone, but the people in some form do exist. So I don't know. 
it's just it's pretty interesting. But um, let's talk about uh, pedophilia now. Now that we've uh, <laughs> we my segue, the, yeah, that was, that was a nice transition. Segue. We got uh, real smooth we got transition. We got the great aliens out of the way. Let's talk about pedophilia. Um, so yeah, basically, I a long time ago, like people would would talk about this. Uh, sorry, in case for the people that don't know, um, we're talking about the child abuse and pedophilia rings that supposedly a lot of powerful elite groups are um, in control of. And there's been a lot of whistleblowers that are thought of to be crazy that have come out and shared their stories, but a lot of people didn't believe them. Like here in San Francisco, there was the um, Presidio military base that had a big child abuse pedophilia scandal and it was not taken seriously by the courts until because it was all based on hypnotic regression and they couldn't take that seriously in the courts but then years later they actually found that the underground tunnels that the children were describing actually existed when they tore down the preschool so you got all these like celebrities nowadays like Roseanne Barr and of course the uh what's the Roseanne Barr story she yeah, just, this is a new one for me too. For pe- pe- a lot of people don't know about this. She came out and started talking about MK Ultra and mass mind control of the population, and saying that you know, basically we're under a, a massive mind Major control tech. program, and it's been going on for years. Was she saying she was raised in that program? <laughs> yeah, or she's saying Hollywood. She she could see it from working in Hollywood that this is how it operates and. and it's a mind control kind of programming. And then as far as like, you know, with, with pedophilia, I mean, you just look at all the old sacrificing virgins and all yeah. these different cultures. They're talking about kids. They're not talking about some 19-year-old yeah, girl that didn't have sex. They're talking about kids. And then it's like a lot of that stuff, like, I, you know, I don't understand a lot about black magic, but I do know that in all these different cultures, they're asking some kind of entity, they're drawing them there, they're asking for some kind of favor, and then they have to do something back for this entity, you know? And it's just interesting that all these cultures, like, sacrifice people, and these gods, or these these things are telling them to to do mass sacrifices, or for for the harvest, for the this, for the that. And, I mean... I think, you know, it's probably something to do with the, like, a child before they turn puberty having this certain type of energy that they can, like, harness it out of them. Yeah, totally. And feed on, like, an energy vampire, you know? Yeah, and it's like, now you got, like, the two Cory, the Corys are saying the same thing. Like, they were involved in multiple pedophilia rings. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a link between summoning entities that are using the energy from uh, and, sacrifices. And Corey, yeah, and Corey, uh... The Haim, or Feldman? Feldman died, right? It's oh, no, Haim, oh, Haim died, alive. yeah, yeah. It's Haim that's, that died, and Feldman's... Yeah. Dead. It's, so Haim gave, uh... He... he one of the weren't they wasn't he close to Michael Jackson? Yeah, yeah. And he said Mike he said Michael never touched him, but other people did within yeah. Hollywood and he said he was basically via managers like right. almost like tricked out to other people and the, and this sort of thing. And that it's a normal thing in, in these circles. 
you know, kind of like they like pass, you know, these 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 kids around. Um, and he was saying that's why you know he had long types of alcohol and oh, substance yeah. abuses because it was like him trying to cover up all the scars from that. Right. Uh, yeah. Didn't he say that's like probably what made him kill himself? Yeah. He said that. He said it was because of that, and then some people don't take it seriously, or, you know, you just have the situation where, oh, this guy's washed up, he just wants publicity, and it's like, this dude don't have any reason to come out and make that up. Yeah, totally. Like, I mean, those guys were both huge stars. They were, like, the biggest kid stars. They were in, like, every movie. Yeah. Like, why would this royals. guy... I mean, look at Michael Jackson, we were just talking about Michael Jackson earlier, like, he got fucking thrown under the bus, pretty much. Well, it's interesting because well, it with, with like Michael it. Jackson, I was talking to, you know, Michael Jackson, I live in Thailand. Michael Jackson's huge. I mean, he's huge everywhere in the world. And um, he's just one of those people that, like, he's he's got fans everywhere on earth. And um, I was talking to one of my Thai friends. I was like, yeah, man, you know, I really love Michael Jackson's music, man. But that stuff with the kids a little bit too much, <laughs> dude. Like, he had to pay the out-of-court stuff. He had to do this. And one of my Thai friends was like, yo, he didn't do any of that stuff. I was like, what? And he's like, dude, he didn't do any of that stuff, man. He's like, you ever see They Don't yeah. Care About Us? Like, the version where he's in jail and talking about, like, oh, yeah. the criminal justice system Those and, like, the police are, are like, watching him and he's in jail, like, and showing, like, showing, like, starving kids in Africa and all this kind of stuff. He's like, he was really trying to make, like, a bold statement. Oh, totally. And he was fucked up, too, growing up. Like, they, they beat the shit. Well, I know his dad beat the shit out of him. And uh, I don't know if he got raped, but... That could be another media hype shit, you know what I mean? But Yeah, who? I mean, who knows, man? It's just crazy that he's one of those guys that had his own dance. He had his own, like, way of dressing that everybody copied, man. Like, everybody's wearing those jackets. I mean, yeah, you still true. can see somebody wearing those jackets <laughs> and be like, oh, that's that Michael Jackson jacket. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And, um... I, I, I mean, I don't think we've ever seen a star like that before, man. Like, yeah, know? he's definitely original. He's the biggest. Maybe one one of the biggest. Maybe the so biggest. So what we're saying is that the point we, we made was uh, perhaps the media fucking threw him under the bus. Yeah. And it started creating all these fucking rumors about him. He's a perfect Being a target pedophile. to, like, you know what I mean? Probably cover their own tracks. He's a perfect single person. You know? are, you guys, I mean, are you guys familiar with Dick Gregory, the comedian? Oh, yes. He's heavily involved in, like, the civil rights that. movement. I don't know about that. I I, he, he, he had a really good statement about Michael Jackson in the media. Because he was friends with Michael Jackson. And he said, they said Michael was broke. He didn't have any money. He's broke. He's selling everything because he's broke. He's going out of business. He's like, Michael owned almost all the stock in Sony. Because when Michael was that huge star to lure him to go to Sony, they were like, we'll give you all these stock shares in the company. Because they wanted him on Sony. He's yeah. like, Michael still owns those stocks. He's like, you really think <laughs> Michael's broke? Yeah. Didn't he own all the Beatles songs too? Yeah, they said actually like that, the, the whole thing with that, you know, so he might have just got, he might have got killed, bro, honestly. That that whole thing with, the, with him and Paul McCartney, that they were friends, and McCartney told him as a joke, like, yeah. you know, if you really want to have money, you own, you know, the originals of the songs. And Michael was like, okay, I'm going to buy all yours. Well, Paul McCartney was like, I, I'm saving up money to buy all our 
songs back. Yeah. And then Michael Jackson just bought them like the next day or something, right? Yeah. And then I think eventually <laughs> he did start selling them back to McCartney, like yeah. at, at when they reached like a premium. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you you own it. You have to like negotiate. You know what I mean? So that was the interesting thing about them saying he's broke. Because I was like, yeah, he he did have all those stocks and so It's like not yeah. like Sony went bankrupt. And it, yeah, and it's like he's Michael Jackson, so he's not. He could get money from somewhere, in some way, shape, or form, like yeah. just by being himself, you know. He could... and, and even all those press conferences where he came out and said Tommy Mottola is the devil. You guys remember those? No, <laughs> like, no. Tommy Mottola is the devil, wow, and it's yeah. like he was like, "There's dark forces in this industry," and he's like, "You know, they're trying to hold us back," and like he, he, there. You can look him up on YouTube, and I mean, make. Make of them what you want, but they're there, and it was on mainstream news. I mean, that's the yeah. thing with doing the bits and pieces of this stuff. You can find these little glitches on mainstream news where it's like, okay, well, at least this is something where you, you, you'll you see a glitch on the yeah. radar with this stuff. And then you guys can put together the those pieces, and it forms a picture. Yeah, yeah, or a pattern. Or you can pattern, record, yeah. recognize a pattern. I mean, that's the whole thing with detectives and crime investigation is they always are like there's not that many coincidences yeah and when they start seeing different coincidences that's how they have an investigation and these things you see a lot of strange coincidences yes like the perfect timing and um it's not correlations connections all that that's all yeah i mean kind of like how people think the shooters like all the, the shootings like why we keep seeing all these like shooters come out and like none of them had motives and that's just kind of weird. Most people who are who get caught killing like one person, let alone hundreds of people or multiple people, usually have a motive. Like I was pissed off at the world, or like uh, I just wanted revenge. But then all these shooters they keep catching don't have a clue why they did it, and they're just they're mostly military. Them. Yeah, they're um, military bases. What percentage of them do you, like? Let's say out of the 10, 10 mass murderers, what percentage do you think is in Kaltra? I mean, uh, who, I who mean, knows? Who knows? But there's very interesting correlations with 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 things because there's even the the one guy that I forgot his name. I think it's like Henry Lee Lewis that was supposed to be the, like the, one of the big major first serial killers. And what would happen was all these detectives would have missing cases and they would just go and find this dude in jail and he'd be like, yeah, I killed him. Like, he would say he killed all these people. And when he was in jail, he basically wrote a book that said he was trained by paramilitary in fighting with knives and all this different stuff. And he said he was trained in a camp and that he said that these serial killings were actually hits. They weren't random. They were assassinations. They were hits. And he also said that it also creates a fear in the public consciousness of this boogeyman. And you need law enforcement to protect you from these kind of people. Right. Wasn't Um, Jack the Ripper similar? That was kind of different, huh? It's on a similar similar wave there. It's like ritual killing... But trying, to, but I don't know. It just reminded me of creating the the, the monster kind of deal. Well, the crazy yeah. thing is Jack the Ripper. I mean, it spawned like that spring heeled Jack, which was like this, like supposed to be this like ethereal, like <laughs> serial, like supernatural serial killer, which was based off of him, you know? Yeah. And yeah, even like 
my mom said she grew up during the time of the Boston Strangler, and she said she was like terrified. Like she was a kid, saw on the news. They don't want to go outside. Yeah, everybody on the West Coast is night stalker during all the during that that happening. Everyone's scared shitless. Oh, look at the Zodiac Killer. Same thing. I mean, they the guys related. all have some. They all say state. Here we go. And then uh, that other guy from New York, the son of Sam, what's his name? Well, you guys heard about what the son of Sam said, right? His dog or something? Well, originally they said the dogs were talking to him oh, and he telling was him. He and was then he came out and said it was a group. He said there yeah. was a group of us. We were basically going and doing these ritual killings for yeah. Satan. And that that there was different people. I wasn't the one that did everything. And he, he was like, I'm a born-again Christian now. And then he started going into this stuff. And it's really weird with this stuff because a lot of the... If you look and you research a lot of the information on this stuff, it's definitely coming from, like, Christian outlets. Oh, yeah. Like, Gunderson, like, Ted Gunderson, the, the, the gentleman that was, like, you know... The FBI dude. The FBI dude. His, the first stuff you see of him is on, like, you know, 700 Club or these kind of really yeah. Christian shows. I noticed that, too. It's weird that you brought that up. Yeah, totally. Because they were the only people that would give them platforms to sit and talk for three hours about this kind of stuff. And I'm sure, yeah, it does help the church. And people are like, yeah, this is real. But, like, the stuff, I mean, Gunderson's whole thing was that he was, you know, became a private investigator. He said he was in the FBI, worked on the J. Edgar Hoover. They were battling the Black Panthers. They really believed that the Black Panthers were linked with the Communist Party and the Communists were going to be able to destroy America. And he believed everything about America. And then when he got into private investigation, it led him into, there was a case where they said uh, some Navy doctor killed his family, but he was brought in to investigate. And he said it was basically like uh, some kind of cult that was running drugs and all this different stuff, tracked down the person that actually was one of the killers and all this different stuff. And he said that opened up a can of worms into this realm of, 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 these these kind of um, yeah. satanic yeah. activities, ritual killings, and sacrifices, and how these people are also used as like pawns. Like they right. they're used as like you know to put a hit on somebody, or they're and then it can just look like a random kill, but it isn't. You know, so it's inter- it's, it's definitely interesting because even even the Manson stuff, it's like those lines oh, when that, yeah. when in Polanski's like house, the lines were cut. It's like, how did they scale the like telephone and cut the wires? It's, it's very strange, to... dude. Like that's yeah. mili- that sounds like a paramilitary thing. They said the dogs never heard. Uh, the yeah, dogs right? didn't bark. There was a guy on the premises. He didn't hear anything. So what was the whole story with that? The Manson killings? Could you like run us through that real fast for the people that aren't familiar? Like the uh, so like basically Charles Manson had a bunch of like teenage or like young people killed him, right? And then, so what happened? They went to uh, Roman Polanski's house, the director, and they killed James Mansfield? Is that what happened? No, it was Sharon Tate. It, Sharon, Tate. it was Sharon Tate, and yeah. it was actually the, I think it was like Helena Folgers. It was like the heiress of Folgers Crystal. Oh, the coffee, oh, right? Yeah. And, they were having uh, like a uh, There was a hairdresser. They are having what? like a get-together. Yeah, they were having a get-together. And the interesting thing about Manson is, like, originally when that that stuff came out, it was in the media that it was a drug hit, that they were, like, 
Manson was like basically this, this, you know, this kind of gangster guy and was doing these like little odd jobs. The, the, the funny thing about Manson with me too is it's like they claim that somehow one of those girls took their parents' credit card and they were able to like have money for gas for a bus and they would drive around in a bus and stay in these camps and stuff like that. And you're like, yo, this is like, how would they have money for all this yeah. stuff? You know, they were having these campsites and all this stuff. And then the other thing is too, it's like Manson was just like a career criminal from everything yeah. you look at. He was in jail since he was like a kid. Yeah, pretty much. And um, somebody gave him a guitar and then sent him over there to those like Hollywood Hills. And he was hanging out with the beach boys he was hanging out with the, he was socializing with these people i mean it was interesting that the i think like one of the 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 original like guys in love like actually was part of like his group too like he was really interlinked with all this stuff going on in the hollywood hills and this this sort of thing and now the, the public thing is they say oh he was disgruntled no one ended up caring they ended up not you know, using his music, this and that. Um, and then the, the public story is that he was trying to create a race war, that he wrote Kill the Pigs and all this kind of stuff to, to blame it on blacks and that he thought it would be like this catalyst of a race war and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, the weird thing about the Manson stuff is he didn't participate in any of the killings. Was yeah, there, that, it was this guy, Tex Watson, that was doing all the killings. Right. And, and he didn't participate in any of it. He's like the mastermind. They said he was the mastermind and would control. And they said the only stuff they would let the the followers listen to was his music, the Beatles, and the Moody Blues. Those are the three things he allowed: the Beatles, his music, and the Moody Blues. And the other the other wild thing is too. And now, granted, you got to take everything that dude says with a grain of salt. Like he's a real wild character. He's been in jail. Time. He likes to like rile people up and stuff like that. But I've seen interviews with him where he's like, he's somebody was interviewing him and he's like, yo, you, you think those people were good people? He's like, you know what was going on in there? They're having sex with kids. They were doing black magic. He's like, you yeah. guys think they're all good people? You really don't understand the world, do you? Yeah. He's like, you really don't understand the world. And the other wild thing is, and I don't know if this is true or not, but in another just kind of weird correlation that I heard about was you know they also killed another family it was like a grocer and the grocer was killed you know like in another area in, in somewhere in LA and supposedly Walt Disney once lived in this house oh, interesting. that the grocer was killed in. Walt Disney once lived in the house and they also said the night it happened that they opened the haunted, and I don't know if this is true or not. So, so maybe the haunted mansion opened <laughs> the night that this killings happened. Yeah. And it's just a strange correlation of like, like events. Some ritualistic aspect to that, you think? Who knows? It's just yeah. one of, the, and I don't even know if it's true. You hear things sometimes, and you have, you know, you really have to go and fact check and look at the, the information that's there and draw your own conclusions. Yeah, some but things think, are just so outlandish you're just like, are you serious? Yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, could this actually possibly be true? I, I mean, I think the, I mean, the thing is with this kind of stuff, it's like once you have time to really research it and look and, and start looking at these patterns, it's the same characters that keep popping up. It's true. And you're like, wait a second, why is David Crosby and all these like 
weird conspiracy things about. Like, he's always in this shit. Like, yeah. You know, he's always in it. You know, there was the one guy, Richard Todd, who was, like, on the Christian channel saying that basically the whole music industry is low frequency, like, mind oh, okay, control, yeah, yeah. and that it, it's mastering. Talk about, that. Yeah, talk about the mastering. Well, there's, there's this guy, Richard Todd, who came out and... and People said he was schizophrenic. He ended up in the mental institution. He disappeared. And he claimed he came from like a long lineage of, of warlocks or you know, witchcraft families and that he worked in the music industry. And he said that all these people were heavily into black magic and, and mind control. And they, they use music as a way to like control people, like your thoughts and, and ideas and stuff like that. And he... he went into a lot of depth about Crosby. For some reason, David Crosby so weird. was heavily in what this guy was talking about. And then also I saw somebody else saying that David Crosby is from a military family that dates back to the 1800s. Like everybody in his family was in the military. And then you think about, okay, that whole time period where it's like the mamas and the papas, okay? So like, Remember John Phillips from the Mamas and the Papas? Yeah. What came out with his daughter? He was um, having sex with his yeah. daughter. Oh, yeah. shit. They're having a relationship. They were having a relationship, and he was having sex with his, da his daughter. And she also hinted that she was passed around. It wasn't just with him. He would, Which, like, almost uh, give her to other people and this sort of stuff. And that's come out. Why would the woman make it up? Totally, yeah, that makes sense because I remember um, Bijou Phillips. That's her name, right? Oh, the yeah. girl that was on. Uh, she was in all those movies yeah. with the, yeah. the stars from Kids. And, yeah, yeah, wait, dude, wait, wait. she before was you, hot. Before actually. you go off, talk about the mastering. The last part of of the, you say a, a song's done, so it's sent to well, the department well, that that actually the mastering department. Yeah, well, this guy Richard Todd basically he he disappeared. Like they don't know what happened to him. And he was doing these circuits, and he said, why do you think they call it mastering? Why do these uh, records all have to go from these big record companies and get mastered? He like said, they're dollars. doing, it's basically a ceremony where they're putting this stuff in the music. And he, he said, he said, he <laughs> says know. in this, and I, like I said, I don't know, the guy might have made the whole stuff, the thing up to sell a book or something like that, but he said in this, he said, why do you think when you listen to drugs, you can actually start hearing what they're saying? But normally you can't because he said it's subconscious, subconscious yeah. and you're soaking it in. But you, consciously you think it's just oh, do dee da 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 ba da da. It's kind of yeah, like how commercials work. They play that annoying jingle, yeah, and then they repetition, they, they, yeah, and then they like do the message. So part of your brain has to focus on one thing, and the other part just accepts right. the message. Like you're gonna be focusing on the jingle, the melody, or whatever, and then whatever they're saying is like sinking into your subconscious, and then. That's why, like, commercials work that way. And then, like, later on in the week, you suddenly want, like, a Coke. But you don't know. It's just yeah, from earlier. Sure. Like, just or you just see the color and think about it. And they've, it's yeah. been proven in advertising and marketing. This is, this is something that happens. I mean, you have the situation with, remember New Coke? You guys remember New Coke when they uh, they switched and they said we're not yeah, no longer yeah. gonna have we have now a new Coke and the old Coke is gonna be Coke gone Zero, and and one of my friends schooled me on this and he was like yo do you know what that was about and I was like no he's like yo everybody hated the ad campaigns everybody hated the product he said they were switching from sugar to high fructose corn syrup 
So they created new Coke oh. as a marketing diversion and everybody demanded the old Coke. They had like annoying ads where it was like, I think it was like that, like uh, Max Hedrum kind of oh, thing, yeah, like, yeah. you know, popping oh, out of TVs. Yeah, yeah, and it was, was so 80s. like annoying. And people were like, I hate it. I hate it. Bring back Coke. And when they brought it back, it was high fructose corn syrup, no longer sugar inside. And if they just switched it, people would complain and notice it. They would say, yeah, why did you guys do this, you know? Right, right. So it, it's just one of those interesting things. And it's like with music, it's like, yeah, it's like we were talking about a lot of music now. It's all repetition. Yeah. It's all like... S- highly mm-hmm. sexual, mm-hmm. like... Highly sexual ki- killing, fucking yeah. being high, being drunk. Yeah. Fucking Turning just up, yeah. making as much money that you, you don't know what to do with. So you fucking basically go out of control and kill yourself. I mean, it's interesting that like... When I was in, you know, middle school and high school, the stuff that I listened to actually had me dig deep into these kind of realms of like, you know, maybe possibilities about the universe or the world. A lot of that stuff was because these guys are all five percenters and they have a lot of these (laughs) kind of esoteric beliefs and they put it in their music and it has to do with aliens, has to do with the whole prison wisdom and be pre-internet, behold the pale horse, all this kind of stuff. And it actually opens your mind to things or you'll be like, you know, even the Dead Kennedy song, I Am the Owl, talking about Molly. Oh. Like this stuff is was in the music. You can hear it in the music and it's giving you a message where now you listen to it. And, and granted, I am have guilty pleasures that I like listening to that oh, like, yeah. is like this, but me... Danny, we're talking about it. We're like every song is more is absolutely more vulgar than oh, than yeah. the worst two live proof shit. Oh yeah, yeah. like like, it's like just, every song. Not even every to, like, song. Yeah. It's, it's like, like radio is all just fucking bad, man. And it's it's all like it, it's like it, it's all it literally is all. This like, is hip hop. Yeah, it's about hip hop. It's it's and but now hip hop like is a over, but like, now hip hop is a global yeah. music. Yeah, it's like so pop now. Hip hop is pop. the new pop. Yeah, yeah. So you have these pop artists that have hip hop, or they're like you know they like, straddle between the two. It's like like in Thailand, for example, I was listening to the radio, and it's like the the mainstream pop radio, and there's a song with Justin Bieber, Kanye West, yeah. and Raekwon the Chef. Now, like. I don't have any inside information about this, but for me, I was like, oh, this situation must have happened where Beaver's people reached out to Kanye, and Kanye was like, I need to equalize this, so can I bring Raekwon in, too? And they were like, yeah, you know what I mean? But it's on the Thai pop radio. You'll hear Raekwon. I'm like, this is crazy. And they don't even credit him. They're just like, that's Kanye and Bieber, you know? But Raekwon's on the song, too. Or like the Katy Perry thing to have Juicy J on it. You yeah, know what I that's mean? Wild. And the crazy thing is with the Katy Perry thing, and I mean, granted, I think a lot of times people who do the music videos like this stuff for controversy and they put this stuff in it purposely for controversy. But it's pretty weird, man, if you see the like yeah. it's like, okay, well what's the real explanation of this? It's not some kind of dark, you know. Uh, ceremonial kind of thing. Why is this like this? Why is she dressed up like a witch? Why do they have this horse that looks exactly like the statue from the Denver airport? 
that uh, crazy silver statue with the glowing red eyes yeah. that fell on the artist and killed him like when he was yeah. making it why do they have they, they have they're this in the ceremony it's like they're creative like artists that are so it's like they put those things in and it's not like random like they're just it's not random no it's, it's not, not like, random at all it's not random like, at all there's and meaning it's behind conditioning pretty much everything it's, that it's is put into the video well i don't know if you got i mean i was at, telling danny about this about the new captain america movie now i'm huge comic book fan when I was a kid and I hated the first Captain America movie. I was like, this is horrible. Like, this is the worst shit i ever seen. Like, I went and saw my cousin. I was like, yo, man, I hope whoever directed this never directs any movies again. <laughs> and then I found out the guy who directed it was the fucking art director of, like, my favorite movie ever, Empire Strikes Back. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this dude must have just been no, like, yeah. or no, he must have, they've been, they must have given him like guidelines. Like, yo, you got to make the movie for kids. You got to make the movie yeah. like this. And I was just like, I just didn't like that Hitler wasn't in the movie. I'm like, this is yeah. the arch nemesis of Captain America. He's fighting the Red Skull. He's fighting this other dude, Baron Zemo. And mm-hmm. they're way work for Hitler. It's World War II, yeah. right? It's End of story. They work for yeah. Hitler. Hitler is like telling the, the Red Skull, like, go do this, go do that. And they kind of. Didn't show Hitler and, and, and disassociate it, but then in the... They showed Nazis, but they kind of glossed over that. They just made, like, Red Skull be, like, this rogue. Yeah, he, they said he went separate, right, yeah. and created Hydra and all this stuff. But in in the new Captain America, which, you know, the, these, Mar- these Marvel movies have kind of had these things in the movies where they basically... Did you guys see the new Captain America? I saw no, it. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, action packed. So basic. Yeah, I, I actually it really weirdly, liked it. It's weirdly political. It's very for like, weirdly. Like, like you're thinking about, oh, this is a comic book movie for kids. It's super political. Yeah, they touch on all kinds of subjects. Well, and they and the main thing is is you know because I'm sure everybody's seen it already now. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't think we you know if you didn't see it then like fast forward over this for like. <laughs> T- yeah, 10 seconds or something but spoiler yeah. alert spoiler spoiler but but they basically show this nazi scientist who put his brain in a computer yeah. and tells them you do you understand hydra is shield we have manipulated everything going on in the world we have assassinated everyone we have done all these things we are still alive, which means the Nazis yeah. within the United States government shield. Oh, I see. What? And yeah. they're doing the Hail Hydra and stuff. Yeah. They did and, a good job, too, with the whole Hail Hydra stuff. Yeah, they did a really good job. And then the other, the other really wild thing about it, too, is if I don't know if you guys saw the last Iron Man movie. I, yeah, I saw the I last did. I saw that. I didn't like it. Well, but it was also highly political. Where they yeah, have the Mandarin be an actor, and then the Guy Ritchie character goes, "We have to create these guys." Like yeah. he's like Gaddafi, like Saddam, Bin Laden. Yeah. Like we have to create these guys for the yeah. public to like hate. It's true. Yeah. Like they're just giving it to you. The answer. Is and even, right there even my girlfriend was like, like, "How can they put they put this in the movie that Your he's an actor?" Because like, oh they God, know that like the majority of people won't believe it. It's just they're not gonna. That was a movie. Like well, it's actually, a kids movie. A kids movie, no yeah. less. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> so who knows if if so who knows if like that stuff was a situation where they actually want to push this out there, or it's one of those things where it, it almost like because sometimes when these things are in movies, it almost like 
clowns it because people yeah. are like, oh, come on, man. What, you saw that in Captain America? Yeah. Like, you, you think that's real? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's part of the disinformation fucking campaign, you know? Like and it's the, part of the reaction the and the emotions and the feelings yeah. that, you, that, that come with it. You know what I mean? You're just like, what? Oh. It makes you cry. You know what I mean? At the end of some shit like that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, fuck. Why the fuck am I crying at the end of this movie that was about, like, <laughs> the Nazis and shit? You know what I mean? Like, really. Well, well the, the other thing is, too, like, with 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 the Iron Man movie, there was a couple other things where they, they basically, it, it's real quick. Yeah. But there's a scene where Guy Ritchie's, like, showing the, the human brain. Yeah. And it's first, it's the universe. He goes, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, wrong thing. And it's the, he shows the universe and the brain are exactly the same. Oh, like, he's yeah, doing yeah. this projection and showing it on the wall, and it's exactly the same. And there's another part of the movie where the, this woman who's like a scientist is like, do you think when, you know, Dr. Van Braun was working for NASA, he also was designing these V1 rockets that were bombing London, and he was like, you know, overseeing concentration camp labor underground to make these rockets, and then he ended up going and working for NASA, so they go into that kind of thing too, which is real. You can look it up. Yeah, it's yeah. not bullshit. It's real. Like, that's very real. Like, the, the, the Operation Paperclip. I mean, I think they even name it in the thing, Operation Paperclip, where they were giving Vatican passports saying that these guys were priests and they were able to get all these really brilliant rocket scientists, engineers, and people involved. In, and in, in also the kind of psychiatrists and these kind of people, like, yeah. out and, and to work for them. You know. I was gonna ask you guys, what do you guys think about the whole moon mission being filmed by Stanley Kubrick and all that? <laughs> we were just talking about. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because we were talking about how this kind of stuff, because the internet's gone very mainstream, mm -hmm. and I actually saw a thing with um, with uh, Robin Thicke, like, and they were talking. The interviewer was talking to him, and he's like, "Did you see this thing about Kubrick filming the moon landing?" And the interviewer kind of was trying to brush it off, and he kept mm -hmm. going. He's like, no, man, Kubrick, like, basically said that he was, sh sh the whole thing about 2001 Space Odyssey, that it was supposed to be on Saturn, but he couldn't get the rings right, and so they scrapped a, a year and a half of filming, no one saw the, anything of what he was doing except him and a few people, NASA was giving him, supposedly NASA was working on this kind of big moon mission but they were letting guys go work on 2001 space odyssey so it's kind of weird it's like why would these guys they're such in this moon race why would this government agency say oh yeah go work on that movie that's, that's true and then also stanley kubrick was was friends with author c clark who's another notorious oh, yeah. pedophile oh he it's was? come out yeah i didn't a know notorious pedophile yeah whoa shit. crazy and the other thing is, I, I think I, there's a, there's pedophilia all in every everything. almost every Kubrick film. There's a reference to pedophilia. Yeah, well, there's yeah, like, this the one researcher. Uh, I think it's Jay Schneider talks about goes really into depth in all the Kubrick and stuff. And the first one, Lolita. And yeah, <laughs> basically, that's, that's he is, said yeah. he said Lolita is about pedophile rings. He said, watch Lolita. This movie is about pedophile rings. They're getting followed around the country. The Peter Sellers character keeps coming in these different, pretending he's like a German psychiatrist, pretending, crank calling them, cold calling them, pretending he's these different characters. And he keeps asking 
the main character is he having sex with his daughter. It's all about that, and they're following them around the country. And then at the end of Lolita, she says, oh, yeah, I, I left that guy because he wanted to make an artsy movie, and I didn't want to make it, meaning a porno. Oh, shit. And she was a 12, 13, 14-year-old girl in the course of that movie, which right. that classifies as pedophilia, you know? Yeah. This brings us back the, to the pedophilia. The race. Shining, too, has a lot of that in there. How, like... All um, his movies have, like, some weird kid stuff in it. Yeah, like, I heard the teddy bear, like, he puts... He'll put teddy bears once in a the while. The eyes wide shut, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's, like, supposed to be a reference to that. Well, anybody's, like... You know, should check out the Jay Schneider stuff because he really goes into depth where he, he believes that basically AI, which was taken over by Spielberg after Kubrick died, was about also about pedophilia. Oh, that's why they chose that. He said, why would, who would want a life like boy that never ages? Who would buy yeah. a boy like this? A parent would never <laughs> want this. A, a child that cannot I never grow. Bought it. Yeah, who I would never buy this that. and keep it in their house? Yeah, who the fuck would yeah. buy a and, little boy? That's true. And they have those themes in the movie with the, you know, with the, the Jude Law character. He's a prostitute, you know? And they were yeah. saying that originally, you know, supposed, and, and he, there's a teddy bear. There's that the teddy bear in the whole movie walking, which they said oh, that's the shit. way pedophiles yeah. tag people like they're oh, so earlier with a quarter or the yeah with the quarter. Why don't you talk about that? Uh, I was uh, I was staying down on the seventh and Howard a few years back, and one of my roommates found a quarter that he got on Sixth Street, and it had on George Washington's head there was a triangle, like just stamped into it, and there was. A, fucking weird it was like another small little triangle like inside of it so we looked it up online and apparently this is like a fucking token pedophiles give to each other to like identify to identify each other what when they're casing a kid yeah so it's like you just found that downtown yeah when they're casing a kid so it's like you pass them the quarter and it's like a big weird little triangle and a smaller one inside of gw's head yeah and then you know like okay we're casing or whatever the fuck you're up to like some fucking weird shit fuck dude well have you have you guys ever seen that movie conspiracy of silence no all right there's there's a documentary called conspiracy of silence that supposedly was filmed by a british uh company i think it was like for the discovery channel or something originally and it never aired and there's a rough copy of it on the internet and it gets taken down and it gets put up again and it goes in depth about a pedophile ring that was operating out of Omaha, Nebraska, out of Boys Town. And this one guy's name is Larry King, not the guy on TV. It was this this kind of I think he did. I think this guy was involved in uh, like giving low income housing loans, but he owned all these properties, and so they were looking at him for tax evasion, and they started investigating him. And pedophile stuff kept coming up, and they were like, "Why is this guy taking kids out of Boys Town?" flying them into private jets to go to Washington, D.C., to go over these different parties. And I think Gunderson ended up getting involved in this, too, a, a, a little bit, um, that former FBI agent. But there is a situation where you guys know about, like, uh, Operation Phoenix, right, in, in, in the Vietnam War. Wait, that one... Can you run me that? Run, run me by that? Well, basically, Operation Phoenix, from my understanding, was in... in in the Vietnam conflict, the People's Army that was fighting America, you know, they had villages that were loyal to them. 
And they said supposedly the CIA was saying, how do they get these people so intimidated? How do they, you know, how are they getting these people so scared to not help the Americans and stuff like that? And they did studies and they said, oh, well, they go and say it's a village and the village is loyal to the Americans. They'll chop like the village heads head off in front of everyone oh. and they'll or they'll like cut a pregnant woman's belly open in front of everyone and it desensitizes the village to the point where they don't want to fight yeah. they can no longer even like it physically breaks them down like they can no longer think they can no longer do anything it just completely like destroys their their being and and supposedly Instead of, they were like, oh, this is great. We're going to start doing the same thing. So they started employing those tactics too. Those, these kind of tactics you still see in Africa. When they have all these warlords, they want people off the land. Oh, these people live on the land. They don't own the land. There's something on that land we want. Send these warlords. They, maybe they might be fighting a different group, but they need to make money too. So they yeah. go and they do this kind of stuff. Rape right. the woman. do, And it creates these, like, this psychological shutdown. So... From Operation Phoenix, this this guy that is the, the main investigator is this guy, John DeCamp, who was a lawyer. And supposedly, he was the first state senator that ever ran for office while he was like, he was in Vietnam and he ran to be a senator and, and, and got elected. And basically, during Operation Phoenix, he was working directly for the supposedly the ambassador of, of uh, the United States ambassador to Vietnam, who was actually the head of the CIA, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he was very interconnected with this kind of these people. And he knew a lot of these people, he said, that he started investigating. And he, he kept opening up bigger cans of worms. People were disappearing. There's like a body trail of like people disappearing, all types of weird stuff happening. And there is one guy that basically came out and said that he was working for this network. He was like this guy, Larry King's like one of his workers. And he would go and go out and help. He was a kid himself, maybe he was 16, and that he was well-versed in this network. And they had techniques where they would kidnap kids by using other kids. Like another kid would come out and say, hey, you want to play? And come here. And then they'd grab him and put him in a van. And this guy basically had a diary and and supposedly john camp said to him well you know what can you show me that's real because he was like this guy had a lot of information about a lot of different things that this is pre-internet he was like there's no way this guy would know all this information supposedly he knew he could draw the inner the inner quarters of the white house yeah. he was talking about bohemian grove he was talking about all different types of stuff people wearing cloaks and kids getting killed and stuff like that and basically he said that um oh yeah, i kept the diary for the last two and a half years and and so the camp was like oh well, can i can i take it can i use it as an investigation he's like yeah so this guy took the diary supposedly and had it forensically tested because there's a thing in the acid and ink deteriorate so you can tell when something's written by the, the, the way the acid deteriorates on the paper. And everything that he wrote was written on the same day it was supposedly in the diary for two and a half years. And the other thing is, 
he talked about this guy Johnny Gosh that they he lured Johnny Gosh Johnny Gosh ended up being the first kid that was ever on a milk carton in the United States. Like you think about missing children and you think about them the on the milk carton. Yeah, the and milk carton kid. This is the first, the first well, yeah. kid. So you have this situation where now you have okay, now you have a parallel. You have a, a very weird coincidence. Where this when the stories overlap, yeah, it's like, then that's yeah, it is again, that's that's what makes it um, the craziest thing to investigate even further. But it go it goes even deeper that then this guy Johnny Gosh's mother said that he was he, missing. Right? He was missing, and you can look at it on you can you can look that up. Look it up yourself and Johnny see this Gosh. woman. He came back. He came back and said Fuck. he was working for this ring. And then there's it goes even deeper where they people like say he was this intern Jeff Gannon that was working in the White House that was like a former like I think adult escort that was like. <laughs> A guy asking these softball questions within the White House, and then people started actually saying, "That's Johnny Gosh. He's been into oh, this program so long. Yeah. He's in this system, and they created a new personality for him." So you have that, and then you have another thing that's very strange: is this guy John DeCamp? I guess he was asking the former. I, I think it was Casey. I, I don't know. I think it was maybe Casey that. Uh, he worked for and supposedly he was asking him about well what can I do this is real and the guy told him listen this goes to the top stop I love you I love your family stop investigating this stop he's like I can't I can't it's real this is going on and they basically said well write everything in a book so he wrote this book I think it's called the Franklin incident and um, it came out in like I mean I think it was like Nineties. Did he write that as fiction or nonfiction? No, he wrote it as straight he up. wrote it as 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 a factual book, and he said he was never sued because he said if anybody tries to sue him, he'll go to court with all the documentation of how it was put in the book, and it will get this attention. And in that book, he talks about this kid told him about Penn State and that they were running oh, a shit. pedophile ring out of Penn State. And that they were basically passing around the kids to the alumni. And what happened at Penn State? The, Sandusky the, got caught red-handed. Yeah. Originally, they he's running this charity where he brings these alumni in to spend time with the kids. He supposedly was caught red-handed sodomizing like an eight-year-old boy or something yeah, yeah. in the locker room. And then they actually ripped down the Paterno statue because this was so controversial. But this stuff is in this book. This is another very strange parallel. How would this guy yeah, know this? Yeah, how would he this? know that like, yeah. way back in the back. How would he know this? Back in the 90s. Yeah, how would you know this? This is all like, you know, pre-internet boom, all this stuff. And then yeah. also they talk about Bohemian Grove. And they talk about, and it also, this is where it gets really weird. And this stuff gets very weird. Is that they said Hunter S. Thompson. This kid said Hunter S. Thompson was basically filming this. For these elite people, and that if you watch that the 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 Hunter S. Thompson movie, you see he was covering like these politicians for Rolling Stone, so oh, he knew shit. them. That's yeah. right. And he knew yeah, these yeah. people, and then what? And then he killed. And then he strangely killed himself. I don't know, man. It's one of those weird things. Why would this kid bring that up? That's before the movie came out. That's before any of this stuff. Why would that be in it? And why would the Bohemian Grove stuff be in it? And you know this, it, 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 
literally the main investigator supposedly they had a photographer and they would use it as a, to incriminate the, these politicians that if you you know didn't do what they want that they can release these things that, uh, about you but these kids kept saying they're also wearing cloaks there's chanting there's these strange ceremonies so many they're, details like yeah you, you can get a couple right like by random chance maybe like Maybe not even that many, but with that much accuracy, over not, and over not, and over again. Yeah. yeah, he's not guessing. Like, yeah, he's he not guessing. Something. And basically, so that one of the one of the investigators went to Chicago to like pretend he was going. Or I think he really went to like the All Star baseball game, but he was really supposed to be getting these photos. And he called the person he was working with. Then again, supposedly I wasn't there, and said. Oh, we got him, we got him, like, we got him, these guys, we got him, we got him, coming back, we got him, and his, his private plane like, blew up in the, in, in the middle of the air, the farmer just looked and saw an explosion in the sky, it was very strange, and one of the, the witnesses, there was this kid and there was a woman too, and the woman, basically, there, it was a teenage girl, she said, like, there was, like, some guy that was the head of the police in Omaha impregnated her, and she was maybe like 13 or something. That dude coincidentally, supposedly, had been transferred out and ended up being the head of the police where this plane exploded. Just so, weird coincidences, yeah. you know? It's like, and I mean, like I said, the, the, the thing is, too, not really coincident. <laughs> you just look at, you know, uh, there was a lot of people that, mysteriously disappeared with this and then to even the point where the if you watch this conspiracy of silence documentary they they show the former you know head of the cia talking about it on camera and he says you know yeah i told him to write a book that's the way he can protect himself this and that and that dude supposedly went kayaking at midnight and drowned wow. and the camp said that guy didn't stay up maybe till midnight. Into, maybe he was into midnight kayaking. He know? said that that dude didn't stay up till midnight, and that he didn't even like kayaking. Yeah, that's like enemy of the state. How they kill. Uh, remember that Will Smith movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How they kill. Who was that character they killed in the lake? Like when he went to go uh, on a kayak, like on a on an early morning kayak. It was John Voight was the actor, but he went on like an early morning kayak ride or. Thing, and then uh, yeah, he gets killed at that time. I wonder if that has to do with that. But, the, but I don't know. The, 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 <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, like me and Danny were talking about this, where it's like a lot of these people that are writing for things on television and, and just popular entertainment, they listen to these podcasts and they're 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 calling this information, or they somehow know about it already, yeah. and they're putting it into this stuff. Like even. I mean, this is a great example, the, the, the aliens in Avengers, totally. the Chitauri or whatever they yeah. are. They know it's just out there. The author of the, the Chitauri, which I think, it, you know, that I, I, at that point I wasn't reading the Avengers anymore, said he based those aliens off of David Ikes. Oh, really? Reptilian, yeah. kind of manipulating, like, uh, wars and all this stuff. Well, that well, stuff literally is based off of what David Icke talks about. Well, and that's one of, in one of David Icke's movies. Uh, he's interviewing this African dude. Oh, Kredo? And he calls yeah. he, his his word for reptilians is the cheetah. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you guys something because everybody asks me this. They ask me like why I care about all this or like why I'm interested. 
So I wanted to just ask you guys, like, what makes, what drives you guys to do the research? Because it is a lot of information, and it's can and, be and a lot of times it leads to nowhere. Yeah, and sometimes oh, it's sure. like as soon as you you think you know the truth, you're just as lost as when you well, first started. I don't think, out. I don't think everybody so, is is uh, given the opportunity to look behind the veil. You know, like we are. I know I am. So therefore, I'll keep peeking behind the next veil, and I'll keep looking as far as I can go. That's, you know that's I mean? a, yeah. I'm I. I mean, this is what's happening. I mean, for me, like you know, I I I'm lucky enough that I can do I do fine art as a living, so I, I have a lot of free time to listen to these kind of stuff. I can sit and work on a project and listen to a podcast for five hours or listen to right. a speech, and you might get, you know, ten minutes of really interesting information out of it. And you know, sometimes there's stuff that I don't really understand, but it's like for me, I'm fascinated about the world and science and nature yeah. and all this kind of stuff and i think we can get a better understanding of this kind of stuff because to me it just doesn't make sense things about history to me they don't make sense like why we were talking about like the egyptians for instance with the pharaohs they said oh well they didn't know they you know they 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 oh they just threw away the brain they didn't know what it did but they would like, you know, they kept the heart and they, they would put it with the mummies. And it's like, obviously, it's, it, it's, it's bullshit. They knew what the brain did. Yeah. Like these people made things that you could never, ever even oh, replicate yeah. now. And you're going to say they didn't know what the brain did? Right. Yeah. Or like with alchemy. It's like, you know, alchemy, it's like it was the precursor to all types of like algebra and all these sciences. and All this stuff is like what all these people were obsessed with alchemy and it's like why was like isaac newton like obsessed yeah. with alchemy why was this guy john d obsessed with al all these that's something they always they leave alchemy. that out is that like highly respected people are into alchemy so it's like it's like i don't know in school at least they never like highlight that that part of their lives when it seems like that is a huge part of what got them to their breakthrough yeah, because the thing is, they say, oh, yeah, well, they, they didn't know they were, you know, going crazy. And I'm sure there was a bunch of, like, you know, people that were trying to get these guys to turn copper into gold. But when you really start, you know, like, delving into this stuff, you had all these, like, just literal, like, crazy geniuses that were just obsessed with alchemy. And it's like, it has to be something more of a spiritual transformation totally. of you what you can do in this life as a man it oh. isn't like or a woman it isn't all about this kind of store oh yeah they didn't know what they were yeah. doing at the time they are just like trying to turn it you know things into gold and it, it has to be like you know deeper than that you know totally, yeah because like it's it just like you know like the, the crazy thing is too like just with history in general and like you know we weren't there so we're just basing it on like speculation heard, it's speculation yeah. you know we're speculating we weren't there we don't know but if you look at like history like okay so you had you know that library of alexandria that was burned and, and civilizations when they were at war and i mean they even say it in the 300 movie the guy says i'm going to make sure like history forgets you and the history of all your people will be burned off the face of this earth no one's going to remember you and that's what they did they would they would literally like wipe people out wipe their stories out wipe all the stuff out and if you look at let's say 
like for instance in the muslim world they were they had like translated a bunch of the greek stuff the pythagoras stuff and all this stuff into arabic and it was lost into like basically in europe and then during the byzantine empire they started working with the christians and translating it back so these are these things that were preserved from these muslim people this is greek knowledge and they were they were into this stuff they were reading about it they were into alchemy they were like we were talking about algebra algebra is is it sounds like an arabic word because it is it came from some arabic uh mathematician that was like you know studying and these people were really into exchanging ideas and really pushing cutting edge science mm-hmm. and stuff like that at that time period and it's like during it was the dark ages supposedly of europe you guys can look it up it's like spain had the most beautiful fountains they had the most beautiful cities that was all controlled by like muslim sultans that were in spain you know so it's just like it's 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 interesting like when you when you you look into all that kind of stuff because i think you know in america you know we're just taught that oh the muslims are a bunch of guys with turbans like you know like holding a sword in the desert and like ah like barbarian type people and it's like that's not really taught that there was this you know rapid exchange yeah. of like information that was going on between the christians and the muslims you know damn that just makes me feel like this reality really is a computer program <laughs> well i don't know just the math and how like i don't know i was listening to this thing that uh that author um philip k dick was saying because that guy swore, like, he was serious, like, yeah, about, K. he really was convinced this was a computer program, and this is before people had PCs, and he was saying, because he was all into that uh, Gnostic Christianity and stuff, but I remember he was saying that, like, every time you have deja vu, somebody is changing a variable in the program, and that's the only way that, you, that's why you get that feeling. Like, but, uh, yeah, there's, I don't know, maybe there's a speech that Philip K. Dick did that you get, you know, anybody can watch, I think it was in at, at a science fiction convention. You can even see people in the audience like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And he's like, listen, you know, this could be real, it could not be real, but I'm gonna tell you. And he goes into, I am living in a computer simulation. I am watching reality being manipulated by this computer simulation and seeing changes and variables. And he breaks it down at this, this press conference. Yeah, that was in the 70s too, right? Yeah, and this is the guy that, you know, this is oh, the guy yeah. that did these, that his books ended up being these movies. His idea, like Minority Report is based on his, one of his short stories. Blade Runner is mm-hmm. his, 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 his stories. Like, yeah, isn't that's, Total, Total Recall Total is, Recall, is yeah. Total Recall is one of his stories. Um, Scanner Darkly is one of his stories. It's all, and like, coming true now, like, the police it's state, all, all coming the stuff. true. If you look at that stuff, it's all coming true. It's like, where, I mean, where was this guy getting this information from, you know? Yeah, I think he was, he was seeing into the future, because he even said that, like, he's not getting it from anywhere. He says it's, it's just falling into his mind, like, from somewhere else, and well, he... Wasn't he saying like it, everything is time is all happening yeah. and has happened at once and yeah. talking about this whole thing about time? Yeah, and then he had some experience. He calls it like the exegesis, exegesis, where like he wrote nine thousand pages 
and basically he said he what he was doing it was all for him though it wasn't to be published and he said what he was trying to do in those 9,000 pages was lose himself in information and he said when he got to the end of the 9,000 pages he couldn't form sentences it was like he had merged he had become one with information and like no he said it felt like he burned oh, wow. through all his thoughts in writing those 9,000 that he like became information and then I guess that's what ballast was supposed to be I haven't read the book ballast but it's supposed to be similar to the matrix and well, it had something do you know anything about that well that the other yeah it's similar to the matrix and he, I think he even calls it a, the matrix yeah he, he does. and the other interesting thing is are you guys familiar with Jordan Maxwell's work yeah, yeah. I mean he's a, he's been I, I first became aware of Jordan Maxwell from I think it was Wu-Tang sample some of oh, his yeah? speeches he was really? one of the guys that Whoa. basically was the one that really broke down the dollar bill and all yeah. the all the all the symbols, symbols yeah the and there's a popular video of him with an overhead projector and a pointer and explaining it and the interesting thing Jordan Maxwell wrote a book called The Matrix of Power and that talking about this whole thing is an illusion it's the whole, this whole system money is fake this stuff is fake credit all this stuff it's all a big illusion it doesn't really exist but people buy into it in going into all these different things about laws and codes and things yeah. like that and real you know interesting things and uh yeah he, he, he had a book matrix of power and then they wow. they have this you know this movie the matrix that came out that is similar to like this this kind of style it's very similar to the stuff Bill K. Dick was talking Man, that is a trip. <laughs> and the other interesting thing is, did you guys ever see the... I thought the best out of all the, the actual Matrixes was the Animatrix. Oh, the yeah, Animatrix, yeah, it's one of the darkest freaking things I've ever seen. Is how the skater dies? And then... Well, yeah, they basically say this guy sees through the Matrix and he jumps and kills himself to break free of this illusion and then he it's a character that is in the matrix he's like a young guy helping them but it shows how this guy basically was in high school and saw everything yeah. wasn't real and jumps off a building and then he wakes up in the he was able to break out of this matrix and then it also shows all the stuff about basically the computers and how basically man's making these machines and the machines are starting to do everything for man and then there's a workforce and then they unionize and then they go to war with the humans and the humans basically try to bomb it and block out the sun and all this stuff and so they basically decide these these machines that they found the natural source of energy which is the you know the kinetic energy that's naturally in a human being so they can harvest human beings as like a battery for their energy you know, it explains that in the Matrix. It, it, it's quite uh, dark, you yeah. know. It's way more darker than the movies, you know. Because I think cartoons, they can kind of go they, into yeah. these darker things that maybe a mainstream movie couldn't, couldn't, couldn't go quite there. It's kind yeah, of cool. You're, you're experiencing the fantasy part. It's like a fucking make-believe reality that you can create. Too. Oh, it's yeah, for sure, for sure. There's a lot of loose ends that you can tie up and make. Well, I mean, you guys know about you guys know about all. I mean, think about it with religions, okay? Because like, that's another thing about religions. When you, I think there's a lot of truth in religions and a lot of lies. There's 
both. And there's a lot, it's the same thing like anything else, and I don't mean to offend anybody that's, you know, deeply religious one way or the other. But I think, like, when you study this kind of stuff, you do realize there is good and evil in the world. It isn't like, oh, there's, oh, everything is what it is, and it's not evil. No, there is evil forces in the world. Oh, for sure. End of story. There are sinister forces at work on this planet. End of story. And I think, um, you know, like, there, there, you know, there's a great quote from Manly P. Hall that he, he said, you know, he said, you know, people think you die and go to hell. They're wrong. You're born into hell. That's you totally come to true. hell when you come to this earth. I this always is your test. That. There's yeah. people, like, if you go out and you see, like, crackheads with, like, gangrene yeah. and living on, like, gutters, like, that's hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> what more do you want? Like, that's I pretty mean, much hell. We live in a time period where it looks like Judge Dredd. It no, looks no, like no. RoboCop, and I don't mean RoboCop, the 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 new, the no, new nonsense yeah. that came out. I'm talking the about old, yeah. the old RoboCop. Yeah. You're living in that. It, it's 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 come to that point with crime, with law enforcement, with drones, with all these different things. It, it's 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 happening, you know, and like it's it's very sad, but it's happening. Yeah. You know? The best thing you could do is just take care of yourself, basically, because there's going to be chaos. That's and, you, man. Yeah, yeah, it's take it's, care of yourself, and I think the people you love, yeah, the and then you love. also be educated on certain things. So if you have children, now, granted, you can't have a kid and explain all. It would, you know, they it's would the, the the teacher would like have the, your kid taken away from you if you sat down and tried to talk to your kid about all these different things. But I'm just saying, maybe certain ways, maybe you could raise your kid. Which, you know, people do through religion, you know, people do that through religion. And I mean, the crazy thing is, think about religion, guys, like in, in the Vedic, the Indian religions, they believe in Maya. Maya is the grand illusion. Maya makes everything on, it's everything unreal, but it makes everything seem like it's real. You know, it's, it's just a complete illusion. And they also believe that in in Sikh, the Sikh religion, they also believe in this Maya, this whole concept that this material world is it's not real. Like the Christians believe, well, my body's a cage, and I, you know, yeah. like that. This, they're also saying that, that this world is not real, you know? And then in, in Islam, you have, okay, you die, and then you go into like kind of this hibernation state until you're to be judged. You know, they yeah. believe like you're, you know, you die. And you go into this kind of hibernative stage, and then you, when it's judgment day, you're judged on what you did in this life, in this world, but this world isn't real. Dude. It's almost just like a test. It's, it's, this isn't all the, these yeah, religions. Yeah. It's there. It's in the tarot, too, right? Like how um, the path of the fool, like he has to go through all these different tests. Yeah, well, the craziest you know I mean? thing with the, the the tarot is they don't even like know where that came. From. They don't know if it's from if it's originally from India or China. It's like Egypt, uh, Egypt, yeah. You know, they don't know, and that's the other funny thing about with Egypt. It's like Egypt alchemy, alchemy, A L K E M I, alchemy. Oh yeah, studies is... of Egypt, alchemy, alchemy. So it's like maybe that had to do with the whole thing with, the, you know, with the snakes on the pharaoh, with the kundalini energy and this kind of transformation of a man into, you know, something else within this realm and preparing yourself for the next world, you know. 
I, I don't know. The other interesting thing is Kemi. Think about Kemi. I know about this from rap music from five percenters. Kemet. They believe that's the African race that was, you know, that basically built the pyramids. That built because people are like, oh yeah, you mean you know, black people didn't build the pyramids? They're ridiculous, man. They're, they're, they've lost their mind, man, with this stuff. And who knows? I wasn't there, but you can even look at like the the things where when Napoleon went into Egypt, you know, at that time period they didn't have any cameras. So they had to have these expert artists draw the floor, the fauna, the, the structures, the buildings, everything. And the artist for Napoleon said, he was like, I am looking at the Sphinx, and the Sphinx is an African face. He said, these people created the pinnacle of human civilization, and these people created something that in science and art that the Earth has never seen before, and now they're in chains. He's like, I look at the Sphinx and I see an African face. So they're, they're wow. not all this, you know, some, you know, some of this stuff that I heard about in rap when I was younger, then it also relates into this kind of stuff. And the whole thing with the water markings on the Sphinx where they, there hasn't been any water there and it doesn't really match up. That's the traditional thinking, right? That water erosion is what made the face like that. Well, they believe that, no, there's water erosion on, like, the base of it, and they are saying that there hasn't been water there. It doesn't line up to the timetable where they right. say that these empires built it. Right. And there's a theory that they believe that it was originally, a, it wasn't, a, like, a pharaoh's face or a, a woman's face. It was, it was all, like, uh, a lion. And then later on, they carved it into, like, a pharaoh's face. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So, so, but it's just, it's really interesting because also the, remember the Michael Jackson videos and they had all the black people in Egypt and all this kind of stuff. Remember the time? Like, oh, people doesn't he like, transform into a lion in that movie? I, or in that I video? I think he does, but it's interesting because people something. be like, oh, these people are crazy, man. Like, they, they, they didn't make any of this stuff. And it's like, there is a lot of evidence or weird evidence that there's these proto-civilizations in all these places these kind They're of just written out of history so we don't like know about them yeah like even all map people don't know anything about them like you know what i mean they, they developed all these different things and it's just like you don't know anything about them and the other interesting thing is too yeah we have this story about the flood and like how so many, many counts are there? Yeah, so many yeah. different. It's in stories. Islam. It's in Christianity. It's in you know all these different religions. This flood, and it's like they believe in these religions in Buddhism that there was this advanced like civilizations of people that had advanced technology superior to what we have now, and that we're it all came, in Asia. It came to a head and it was all destroyed, and then they had to start over again. So you have all these stories, and, and I think Graham Hancock does a great job. And I, I read the book um, Underworld. Oh, okay. Well, the Underworld came out after the Fingerprints of the Gods, where he's basically was getting grants to go. Some wealthy Japanese guy basically gave him a grant to go. Oh, that's one where we dive all yeah. these cities that they have in Japan. And the really interesting thing is Dwarka in South India, which. Is a real city, but if in the Indian mythology, Dwarka is Krishna's city, and Krishna is the living God. He's like the Christ. He's the thing, the God that is like 
living. He's incarnate. He was like flesh and blood, you know, and worked, walked the earth. And they have this whole thing where there's a war and all this stuff, and his city gets sucked into the ocean. And they found these structures off the coast of Dwarka in the sea. They found these things in mainstream signs. Oh, no, no, it's just a stone or it's no, no, it's just, you know, the, the water <laughs> erosion oh, made that eagle it. under the water, you know, but yeah. you can look at this stuff and actually yourself. see. Yeah, dude. And the, the other crazy thing, too, is with, with, like, say, deep, with all this deep sea exploration kind of stuff, the only time they're doing that shit, because it's so expensive, is looking for buried treasure. That is the only time they're going deep into, like, excavating ships they're like oh yeah there's like you know ten thousand gold coins on the ship it will be worth us to put together the money to have the excavation where with this other stuff there's no interest in, in investigating it at all yeah, right, right you know yeah. so it's it, it it's it's just interesting because there's like these kind of you know there's these kind of bits and pieces and these these clues within legends or myths or something it's like there might be some truth to some of this stuff you know what i mean like, yeah Put the pieces back together. Yeah, let's put the pieces back together. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all in. I I buy into that. That we're all in amnesia. Yeah. And that like sure, maybe yeah. our brains weren't even like two split into two hemispheres before. Like that. You know that book, uh, Consciousness and the Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind, by Jimmy no. James. Oh, that book is fascinating. It talks about what you were talking about, like the old cataclysms. And, like, his theory is that before the cataclysms and the flood and all that, we didn't have a right and left hemisphere. That's why you hear, um, like, Alexander the Great or, like, people from a long time ago, when they talk about their missions in life, they talk about it sounding like an alien or a voice of God speaking to them. And it's because they didn't have... It really was the, the left side talking to the... Or it was really the right side talking oh, to the left side... side. But because there wasn't uh, the corpus callosum, which is like the bundle of axons that separate the two hemispheres, because that wasn't there, um, it sounded like the voice of God. But then after the cataclysms, we had we formed the corpus callosum, and our our brains functioned in a du dualistic mode to break our, or to like save us from the trauma of the cataclysm. And that, that brings us back to, like, modern-day shit we were talking about earlier about the pedophilia rings and all that. Because, like, the way that they create the sex slave robots is obviously they do it with trauma. Because when, yeah. when you traumatize someone, the brain uh, splits off. And um, so the rest of the mind can function. It'll have to create a different personality. Yeah. And so... Oh. Yeah, so they can, uh, otherwise it's too much for one personality to handle, and you'll just implode, or who knows what'll happen, you just can't take the pain. So that's how they create, like, multiple personalities. And I guess that uh, lady, um, the one that, uh, not Wilder, one of the mind control victims was saying that, uh, one of the women, one of the famous ones, was saying that uh, that's how you eventually take over the entire mind. Is that every time you create a new personality, it's taking a piece of the conscious mind. Yeah. Until you're just basically walking around like as a subconscious. You have no conscious. You can't say yeah. like, wait a second, should I be like sucking this guy's dick right now? Like this. <laughs> you don't know. Like you can't decide if that's right or wrong. It's just okay. Like, so. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, maybe that's... Yeah, there's kind of mental programming that people... That they get people, like, with repetition, with all this trauma, forced yeah. trauma. I mean, they... Pimps even do that, supposedly, you know, with prostitutes. Right. They break a prostitute and make her go on the street and this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean... I mean, it's uh, to me, it's crazy, like, the whole thing about, like, you know, because people, you know, they don't believe in mind control. They're like, oh, yeah. God, man, yeah. you guys, That's come good, on, yeah. man. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, uh, this stuff again, everybody's mind, 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 mind control. Thinking that there's no mind control. But it's interesting because, like, if you look back into, let's say, that like, all the times of, like, the Crusades, right, they had these, 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 that, that had... Hashish assassins or whatever, and basically, yeah, there was basically they would program these guys. They would there was a handler, and the guy would say, "Okay, well, you know, you want to learn more about the real secrets of Islam? Join this." And what they would do is they would put these guys, give these guys a bunch of hash, and they would say like they would create like these scenes where they would say this is paradise and you have yeah. all the women you have the feast and if you want to go back you have to we have to go fight in the battle so they these... say they would say it was heaven they're like you're yeah. in heaven you're and, in heaven and they, they you know the, gar- the garden of earthly the lights was a bunch of paintings that stuff that was supposed to be that you know yeah and they're yeah. like you're in heaven and if you want and we're going to take you out of heaven if you want to get back in you got to murder these people we tell you to murder or whatever. yeah so 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 and the crazy thing is too so they would do this whole thing. It was in people would be in a dreamlike state. They'd be hallucinating. They wouldn't know what was real, not. And they would create this system through repetition. And then these guys were just like trained killers. They would say, "Go kill this guy. Send these guys," and because they were trained assassins. Yeah. So they thought they were going into some noble thing, but really, some say Christian guy could hire them to go kill somebody else that he had business problems. Right, they yeah. would just go because their handler highest bidder they, you know, highest bidder highest bidder so you have a situation where that's mind control okay that yeah. happened during like the crusade yeah. times you think it doesn't happen now that yeah. is in history it happened yeah. there's mercenaries there are mercenaries even on like low levels i remember in school they were saying like if you stop at a stop sign or a, a, a red light you don't think of it as mind control but it is it's like people are going to say, well, no, because it's for safety. But it doesn't matter. The point is, even when no one's around, no cops, no other cars, when you get to stop, a stop sign, yeah. you're going to stop. Like most people would stop. So they, they, they count that as mind control because it's a, it's a loophole like in thinking. you know. Well, I mean, I, I wanted to touch on, on, some, on something as far as like mind control and music and stuff. Are, are you guys familiar? We were talking about this stuff all this, the different angles about the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Have you guys uh, ever heard any of this stuff? No. What do you mean? Okay, so basically... All right, I mean, is this the we, dead, we, dead we, Paul McCartney thing? We, well, there's the dead Paul McCartney thing, which is kind of just a humorous thing, you know, that, that but that's still going on today. You can see a clip yeah, of McCartney but... on Letterman, and they're asking him about it, and he's make, just making a joke about it. So you have that. But the other stuff that's strange about it is is that you know when the Beatles were in Germany supposedly they were working with this Tavistock Institute and this guy was basically trying to create and it goes back to this Richard Todd stuff this weird Richard Todd stuff that is from like the 70s or late 70s early 80s 
where they were talking about they wanted to change the frequency of music, where the classical music and this kind of stuff. And I don't listen to classical music. So, I mean, I listen to, like, you know, pretty... I listen to some jazz and stuff like that, but mostly I listen to, like, rock and roll and hip-hop and punk rock and this kind of stuff. And they were saying they wanted to change to music into a lower frequency and make it more chaotic, and they wanted oh, this kind of energy to be, like, this chaotic like force that would just confuse people and that they basically were manipulating like rock and roll into this kind of stuff and then they also said that you know that this is this is another thing because think about with the beatles you, they went through that sea change of like they were just like you know i mean one weird thing about the beatles is they were big overnight like when they, they, there was like that hysteria, all that kind of stuff. When they went to America, it almost seems like it was manufactured. Mm -hmm. Like they had that kind of like, and 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 the other thing is they they went into like you know their their change and all these different deep you know roads they supposedly went into um, by doing you know acid like they admitted to it McCartney mm -hmm. admitted to it he said yeah I took acid like you asked me did I take it I took it like it, it, we experienced it you know and it went into their music and basically yeah. the thing is with with Lennon like I don't think that guy killed Lennon that crazy guy mm -hmm. that they I don't think yeah. so man I don't think Hinkley killed Lennon and like to me and you can watch the clips on on YouTube this is what says it to me. There is a, literally a clip where John Lennon and Yoko Ono are on like the Dick Cabot show. And they're like, John Lennon's like, I'd like to bring out my friend Bobby. And, and it's, it's Bobby it, it's Bobby Seal from the Black Panthers going, Hi, I'm Bobby Seal. I'm the head of the Black Panthers. I just wanted to tell you the Black Panthers are not trying to have a war against the white people. We believe in empowering ourselves in self-defense against this corrupt police system and because Lennon was such a big star he could have told Dick Cabot you want me to go on the show like bring all of us and Dick Cabot would add all us sit on there like yeah. anybody Lennon wanted he was that big of a star that many ratings and he was doing stuff like that. yeah and it's wild yeah. man it's very wild that it's like you know then then this lone nut guy shoots him or whatever, you know? And he yeah. also said, he said in interviews, he's like, you know, if some lone nut guy ever kills me, that's not really what happened. Or if I oh, kill myself, shit. that's not really what happened because I have no plans on killing myself. He's like, they're watching me. They're, they're, they're monitoring me. So maybe he was part of this machine and then shied away because it's, it's quite drastic, you know? Right. Well, that guy had that book on him too. So that goes back to the MK Ultra stuff. I mean, what? Getting that catcher in the ride. Why would it be? Book on him. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of dudes that got caught assassinating someone had that book on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the stranger or not the guy, the fucking the shooter, right? Yeah. The shooter. No, I mean the but the book that he was carrying around. Wasn't it uh, Catcher in the Rye? Sorry. I mean, think about that time period. Like, honestly, man. Most people don't believe Oswald killed JFK. Yeah. That's a quote-unquote conspiracy theory. But, you know, they did a poll and, like, no, dude, no one believes Oswald did that shit. No one, dude. Yeah. And the craziest thing is with Oswald, this is the wildest shit with Oswald, dude. This guy, okay, supposedly defected and went to Russia. 
he had a Russian wife. They said that dude, his wife said he spoke such good Russian, she thought he was Russian. <laughs> that sounds like a, yeah. a, a, a spy. Yeah, like a... Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and why on earth, dude, if you defect from America and denounce your citizenship, say we go and say, all right, we're going to go live in Iran, we denounce our citizenship from the United States of America, and then we go live in Iran for a year, and then we come back. He came back into America and then joined all these communist parties in America. And that sounds like counterintelligence. That they had this backstory for him and let him infiltrate into all these communist parties and, and that were these grassroots things that he could keep the tabs on people. I mean, it's it's come out now that the only, the first black FBI agents were to infiltrate the Black Panthers. That's what got them to hire African Americans as FBI agents because the Black so Panthers wouldn't deal with white people because right. they knew they were the cops. They were like these you know, undercover cops, man. So it's, it's really, it's this really kind of wild time period where like, and there was another thing about Oswald too where they said Oswald basically worked at a coffee company and no one knew him at this coffee company and and the one guy from the JFK movie the the, the guy the Costner character mm-hmm. that guy was going crazy investigating this stuff and he's like why can't I find anybody that 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 knew Oswald and all the guys from the coffee company that Oswald worked with went on to work for NASA another weird <laughs> wow there's a big jump from like a coffee company to NASA yeah so but yeah, we covered it yeah <laughs> I don't know what time did we is that happening now no, it's um, it's a while. More. That's cool. Let's should we, go. Should we do a closing? Oh, closing. Yeah. Up. The sun's starting to go. Yeah, we're we're, 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 we're lost all our life. But, um, thanks, guys. So, yeah, man, anyway, that was awesome, man. Dude, it was awesome having you guys on. Thanks um, for having us. Man. We learned a lot today. Definitely have like, we want you guys back on. That sounds great, man. Let's do another one before you leave town. Okay, cool. How long are you in town for? Oh. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, shit. You never know. I mean, if you ever pass through again. Yeah. You know. Or maybe next time we film one in Thailand. Yeah, that would be yeah, great. Yeah, we will we'll we'll go into a lot there. of deep supernatural stuff there. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. All right. The Darker Prophecies.